Shalom and welcome to Seekers of Meaning, the podcast and TV arm of Jewish Sacred Aging. I'm your host, Rabbi Richard Address. Thank you very, very much for your time and joining us today on what promises to be a challenging and maybe difficult, but very, very important conversation. Let me get right to the right to the heart of the matter, as all of us know in, our, in the Jewish community. Uh, since October 7th, everything has changed. And now over four months into this war and this confrontation and the international implications of this, which we are still learning. We wanted to take the opportunity to go to Israel. Um, we've had some domestic conversations in previous podcasts. And so to do that, we are very, very pleased and honored to welcome from Israel, uh, Rabbi Efrat Rotem, the executive director of Maram, which we'll talk about that in a second. But first of all, um, Efrat, welcome. Welcome to Seekers of Meaning. I guess the Obvious first question is, are you safe and are you well and your family? Well, thank you very much, Rabbi Atlas, for having me. Um, yes, I am safe. I live in the center of Israel and we had uh, many sirens and we had to go, you know, to the shelter uh, from time to time. Um, I have a partner and a six-year-old, so it, was, it wasn't easy, uh, but relatively we are, uh, yes, definitely. Okay, so let's get to this. What is Mar You are the executive director of Maram, M-A-R-A-M. Uh, what is Maram? Yeah, basically we are the Council of Reform Rabbis in Israel. Uh, if some of uh, your listeners and viewers are familiar with the CCAR, uh, which, is, are, yeah. Yeah, yeah, which is the Rabbis uh, Council in, in uh, the States and North America. Um, so we are kind of the small sister, the little sister of uh, CCAR. Uh, and for 40 years now, we've been working to um, take care of Israeli rabbis, uh, which is a lot, you know, because we, first of all, we unionize uh, our rabbis, which is important. We take care of, you know, their um, employment uh, status and everything they need uh, in that uh, matter. We represent them. Uh, second to that, or, but sometimes more important, we are the professional community of the rabbis. So, um, of course, we provide continue, continuous learning um, we provide a social, uh, you know, a social atmosphere where they can um, be together. And, um, and it's a very interesting job. It's not necessarily the easiest people, you know, to deal with rabbis. They have really? a lot to really? say. Really? <laughs> you mean it's not just pleasant and everybody gets along and it's everything just rolls quietly. Just like just like the CCAR here in the United yeah, States. So Ask rabbi person, I'm sure she'd agree with it. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, rabbis, they love to talk and they love to, you know, um, make their opinions heard and it's it's important for for I've us and everyone knows how everything should be run and but that's good you know it's interesting for me to be working with um um with opinionated people with people who basically really care so that's that's uh that's a plus and uh, i've been a, a congregational rabbi i'm also an independent rabbi right now in israel independent meaning i don't have a congregation right. but i'm working with you know a lot of yeah I, I was told that sometimes people were like what do you mean independent rabbi yes uh, it's a thing and um and so that's also something that i do we are a small organization so um you know i do other things also um 
And also we, um, we publish Sidurim, uh, we publish prayer books, and we publish just books that we feel are, that are important pertaining to Jewish philosophy, you know, all kinds of things that we, uh, we believe are important. And we want also to be part of, you know, the, the Hebrew, Jewish, Israeli uh, culture and to make our voices sound. So that's, that's kind of what we do. So you're ordained at the Hebrew Union College Jewish Institute of Religion in Yerushalayim, correct? Correct, yeah. How many, how many colleagues now are members of Maram? We have 120 um, paying members right now. And they're based, and they're all in Israel or some of them outside of, outside of Israel? Most of them in Israel? Yeah, that most, yeah, definitely most in Israel. We have some who are Israelis who are serving as rabbis, you know, uh, mainly in, in North America, but also in, I have, we have one in England, we have one in, um, in um, Costa Rica. Uh, but it's, it's, so we have uh, people around, but it's mainly, yes, Israelis uh, and, uh, and people who are working in Israel. Okay, so now we know what Moram is and that you're the executive director and the numbers, and that most of them, most of our colleagues in Maram are in Israel. Now, talk to me, Efrat, about the impact of the war. How, uh, uh, what are the Maram members, how are they involved? Some of them, I'm sure, are in congregations. Some of them right now are in the IDF. Um, how, what's changed with Maram since October the 7th? So I will try to tell you that story through what I went through a little bit, meaning that this was such a shock. And here in Israel, you could really see people starting to organize. And, and I don't know if, if you heard about this amazing wave of people volunteering and um, getting aid, uh, getting people, getting food, getting clothes, getting whatever. People needed to the people in the south, to the people in the north. It was astounding, but I also felt like, and it had it started in the morning of October seventh, like this volunteering. And I was like, wait a second, what's really needed to the people that I'm helping? What do really the rabbis need? And that's what I started just listening. And I told people, please tell me what you need. I didn't want to just do. You know what I mean? Because I felt like this overwhelming uh, sense of helplessness that we were feeling, you know, on October 7th. Um, I didn't want to operate from that feeling. I wanted to really answer needs. So the first thing that people asked me was to, which was heartbreaking really, was to uh, have a little, you know, a, a Zoom uh, meeting a Zoom a kind of seminar about how to lead funerals. Because we had people who are maybe younger rabbis, and they said, you know, I didn't have a chance to do that yet. I have to remind you, right, that we are um, liberal rabbis in Israel, pluralist rabbis in Israel, reform rabbis in Israel. We are not part of the mainstream here, right? So we have a monopoly of the rabbinate, and it's also something that happens when people die. It's not naturally natural that if you are the congregational rabbi of someone who died, you'll be leading the funeral. It doesn't work like that. So people were um, were saying, you know, please, I want to, I want to 
kind of relearn this. I want to go over this. And we had someone who, who was Rabbi Galia Sadan, who's very, uh, I think she's a 20 years a rabbi, uh, maybe this year will be 20 years. And, um, and so I, I just turned to her and I said, please, uh, let's have a meeting. So we had 40 people in the meeting and we had, yes, and, and there were amazing questions. And really it was about just the practicality, but you know, as rabbis, we always look behind what's going on. So you know what I'm saying? This is, this was really, you know, how do I do this? And, and our thoughts were racing, you know, what we will uh, need to do now. And I have to tell you, you know, in terms of what our rabbis are facing, that we have a rabbi who's, who actually was ordained uh, last year, Rabbi David Azulai, and he, he's from the congregation Yozma in Modi'in, and he led, he led two um, military funerals. So, which is very different, right, from, from civil, uh, they have like a protocol and, and, and it's not very common that they're working with a reform rabbi. So, but he said it, it was seamless that the people from, you know, the military rabbinate really cooperated with uh, him. And it was uh, just his story, to hear his story. And we, we heard him also in Mara. And um, so, he told us how it was and we asked questions and, and we were together in this. So when I'm trying to describe to you what we do, it's really about keeping the people who are doing the work, you know, you know, we are taking care of the caretakers, basically. We are taking care of the people who are giving spiritual um, assistance, giving spiritual um healing or consultation, you know, uh, uh, for for others. And sometimes, you know, when you're taking taking care of someone else, then you're forgetting yourself. So it's kind of my job and our job to say, you know, we see you. We want to hear what you're going through. So you know, the burnout will be less. So you will not feel like at the end of the day you're, that you're totally alone. That everyone turns to you, but who are you turning to? Um, and I, I feel that it's an important job for for our people. Oh no, that's the, the, it's essential because yeah. yeah, the burnout. So describe some of the ways that you're taking care of the caregivers. The, uh, uh, are you doing a Zoom seminars? Are you doing individual consultations? I much I imagine you as like um, the head of the CCAR here, Rabbi Person, can feel overwhelmed by all of this. Yes, of course, but we really, I have also um, the chairperson of, of Maram, which is Rabbi Ayala Ronen Samuels, which is really amazing. And part of what we do is have, uh, you know, conversations one-on-one -on -one with rabbis. And we also create, in, in the beginning of the, uh, of the war, we created opportunities for just rabbis to, to kind of meet and just share. And it was, of course, you know, we brought in a professional, someone who can, and, you know, handle everyone and, and take care of everyone and, and, and just to be able to hear what they're going through. And I have to tell you before I'll tell you, uh, answer, um, tell you more what we're doing for them. I can tell you that we have also rabbis um, who were evicted from where they live. Okay. So basically, I don't know how much you know, but there is like a, a strip up north of, of, of um, you know, basically places where people live that they were told to leave their, their house right, right. up north. Okay. Mm -hmm. Also in the south, same thing. 
Okay, so we have in Israel uh, right now uh, 100,000 people who are displaced, okay, inside Israel. And I'm not talking about Gaza, of course, which is a whole tragedy, right? So it's really something that's, that's of course, influencing congregations, right? Because we have a congregation up north, and the rabbi, Rabbi Orit Rosenblit, was personally evicted, and her entire congregation, right, people are uh, dispersed and, and they are all over Israel. So when she's trying to do something with them, it's one-on-one, -on -one, it's via Zoom, or if they're doing something special. And, and so it's, a, it's also, again, this, um, this pastoral care that she can offer, right? But she, is, she herself is displaced, right? She herself, she's not at home. Like she doesn't go home at the end of anything. And it's really, it's, a, it's very hard. So... And there's that. And we also, we also have another rabbi who was displaced from the north, Rabbi Yael Kari. Um, and also she's doing uh, for her congregations, she's doing so Kabbalot Shabbat wherever they live uh, and, and really working all through uh, the north, like not, not as high as um, you know, where you can't be, but all over the north where they are or in the center, really. So it's something that some you know, congregations even if they don't have maybe like a, a synagogue, you know, because some of our congregations don't have a, a building of their own, but they have a heart, they have a place, right? And still, so these places uh, right now, you know, cannot be used. Um, we have another rabbi, Yael Vogan, who is the rabbi of um, a congregation in um, Shara Negev, which is a, it's kind of, Hard to explain. It's a regional congregation, right? So it has a lot of kibbutzim and moshavim, like small, uh, small towns. And um, so she's doing things all over the place. Okay, she's doing bar mitzvot, bar mitzvot, uh, everything that you can imagine, but in in different locations every every week. And so and her, um, so she has kfar aza in her um, regional uh, council. Um, she has a lot of places that were evicted, a lot of places that were attacked, and uh, a lot of people were hurt or went through, you know, this siege where there are terrorists all around the kibbutz, all around the road, all around the fakim, all of, you know, the towns, and then, uh, and then she has to deal with that, right? Again, to support people who have um, who have uh, family who are abducted, who are hostages in in Gaza. And so this entire thing, so we have rabbis who really who, who were uh, impacted directly, right? To, their congregations were impacted directly. And we have this indirect effect where, where congregations just, um, just kind of disperse and you have to hold it. The impact of the displaced, I know that it's been reported that so many people from the north uh, along the Lebanese uh, area have been moved. Um, so I imagine many, not only the colleagues who are, have themselves been displaced and their congregations, but other Maram members who are working with refugees, people who have been all over, all over the, all over the country. Um, Ephra, between, let's say October the 8th and now, several months now, what's, what's the, the difference? What's the difference in the country? What what are you what are you seeing? What are your colleagues reporting back to you? It, it's a great question. I'll, I'll tell you um, how I see it. 
first of all, I have to say something that's kind of maybe hard to accept, but in many ways, October 7th is still going on. Uh, explain, explain that. Emotionally. And mainly because the people who were taken hostage, 136 people, are, are not back yet. Something in that event, in that the thing that people, you know, whole families were killed, um, whole families were abducted. People, you know, maybe some came back, but the fathers and grandfathers are still there and, and the mothers and, okay, something in that emotionally, I have to tell you that that's how I feel. I feel that um, because the, the trust that was broken then, the trust, you know, the kind of the contract between the, the country and us and, you know, basic protection and taking care of, 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 of everyone. and. So it feels like it's still going on because they're not back. And I have to tell you, I don't know if you saw that there is a campaign of yellow ribbons, which I actually heard that uh, it originated in the States uh, uh, during the, I think, the Second World War. And yellow ribbons as a, as a token of, of as a remembrance or as a plea for people who are, um, you know, abducted or hostages or in captive captivity. Um, and it says um, October 7th on it. So it's like, it, it, it's a feeling, it's not a, maybe a military reality, but it's a feeling that because they are, um, you know, um, innocent people taken like that, that until they're not back, something is, we can't put, we can start to heal from, from everything. Um, I know that, some of our rabbis are talking about uh, that they heard in the beginning a lot of talks of revenge in in his, in from the people from from the people they were meeting like this kind of let's put all humanity aside like you know no one you know in gaza is deserving of our sympathy or um, um and and really and, and as rabbis, it was hard to hear and it was hard to deal with, right? When you're giving pastoral care to someone and what do you do? So actually in Maram, we decided to do a limud, a study about it and try to work through that to understand, first of all, that revenge is not something, you know, that someone else is feeling. It's always something that goes through us. It's not something that's not human, something that we all sometimes feel, you know, not to put it on someone else and not to feel estranged to feeling just like it's a feeling um and but now we hear that this was very strong at the beginning and now it's beginning you know people are start trying uh, starting to change their tune a bit you know people who who have been impacted uh, are st starting to kind of um deal with what what they went through so this is also a real, it's a moral question, right? Maybe it's a mental question. It's an emotional question, right? So as rabbis, this is our bread and butter, right? It's not something we can never escape the reality of what people are going through because it will always, you know, come and it will find us through them, through us, through, you know, uh, the public atmosphere. So that was a very interesting um, viewpoint. And I will tell you 
just uh, you asked me before like what we did um you know so i was talking to rabbis and seeing how they are uh, at the beginning of the war and they they told me that some of them that it's very hard to begin the day to start the day it's hard to get out of bed it's hard you know this feeling of helplessness this feeling of what can we do like such just it's such a big crisis and you know it's something we all go through from uh, time to time and of course in times of war and so i said to myself you know what we are jews <laughs> that's a good thing we're jews we have the morning prayer so i started doing like a daily morning prayer through zoom and i saw that these people like i didn't tell anyone you know i'm thinking about you but i saw that these people who told me that it's hard for them suddenly were showing up suddenly we're praying together Suddenly, every day we're saying, you know, the prayer for the people who are in captive, the prayer for the soldiers, for the state of Israel. You know, we're we're together in this, and we're singing a little bit in the morning, and we're, you know, putting ourselves back into time. You know, that's what prayer does, right? You have to know what's the Hebrew date. If there is something you need to say, like you have to be here, and um, so I, I was very 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 happy that it, it did something that was uh, needed and it was so jewish of us and it was just uh, taking care of the rabbis again <laughs> through jewish uh, jewish tools right this idea so are, are you you're still doing that every day no so after a month and a half so we started with the link so i said uh, so i said I, I guess they don't need it anymore um but uh, every time we're meeting we're praying together and so potent you know we had a meeting just last week and it's just people need that you know rabbis love to pray with other rabbis <laughs> i don't know no no it's the power it is the power of community and the, and and during the crisis and the trauma and it is a trauma even electronically to be connected means a lot i'm not alone i may be you know in a place that it's not my home and been relocated but I'm not alone. So one of the questions that, you know, I'm sure you've heard and we've heard, we hear it here. How do you, how do you, in the midst of this trauma and the midst of all the crisis and the, and the daily, just trying to make sense of, of, of moment to moment, how, how do you maintain that sense of hope? I can tell you that as, as the, you know, executive director of Maram, I'm just really, I'm saying it again and again and again. I, I have to tell you, I'm new in this position. I only started six months ago. And so I feel like I'm, I'm, as, I'm growing into it. And um, you are very quickly. <laughs> so when we, we, when we met last week, so we talked about two things that aren't, you know, necessarily you know agreed upon for the, the one thing was that revenge study that we did which is not easy uh, and uh, the second the second one was a discussion about you know jews non-jews i don't know what uh, it doesn't matter it's political uh, and so we have opinions and we have strong opinions and we have people who are saying this and that and someone will know why are you that and they are arguing and and all that and then we had to break for lunch and I really said, you know, you're going to have an amazing lunch. And I made sure of that. And because it's important, really. And it makes people happy. <laughs> and um, so 
so before that, I said, let's please gather. And I said, you know, I know we met and I know we argued. And I know that, you know, we have our opinions and it's like the, the, the most important thing that there is because I'm so right and you are so wrong. And we, we know that. But you should remember that in this room, you are um, probably, uh, you are the most understood, you know, um, people that you are. And I'll say it again. So I said to them, in this room, there are people who understand you best. And I think it's true. And for me to understand that the, this community is important to rabbis, to our rabbis, this gives me hope. Because in community, um, you get energy from, from different sources, right? So it's not, uh, um, so you see someone is doing something and gives you inspiration. And someone is, is uh, you know, especially rabbis, and we created a lot of liturgy. It's actually super interesting. And we have a, a professor at AGC Jerusalem, uh, Rabbi Dalia Marks. So she's writing actually an article about the prayers that were written after October 7th. Oh, wow. Yeah. So we had a lot of like, a, it's a burst of creativity on one hand. And then when you read it, you're like saying, thank you to your colleague who managed to put into words what you're feeling. And then what, you, what you're doing with that, you're bringing it to your congregation. You're bringing it to the people you're teaching. You're bringing it to the people that like you feel lost and scared and don't know, you know when it will end and how it will look like and what's really going on because right, we will know more when it's done. And, and so I feel like this community of this professional community, but also kind of social community is so important. And that's the way for me to give hope to our people. There, it's not one thing because they are really working at answering that question themselves, right? They are trying to answer that question to their congregants. What am I talking, what, what will I talk about this Friday? So we have a, um, you know, a group text and then they help each other. And it's astounding to see. It's really like, that's, that's the best that you can give each other, right? To, to see each other and to help each other and, and to be in this together. So I see hope growing from, from that. Uh, there are probably going to be people who listen to this or watch this who, who would like to make contact, do support. I guess the easiest, the simplest way to ask this question is, how can we help you? What, what, what do you need from us? Um, so first of all, I want to thank you for inviting me here because yeah, not, not a lot of people know this small organization that's important to the rabbis in Israel, but, uh, and, and I'm, I'm thankful for this opportunity to be our, able to our, tell our people. Honor. Believe me, our honor. Um, and I, I, if you want to support Maram, you are really welcome to um, contrib contribute any amount uh, to our good work um, through Arza. And uh, you will have, I, I know, the link right here on the screen. Uh, and you can also, you're invited to write to me. I will also uh, give you my email so you can uh, um, publish it here. And, and then um, just, just, you know, I think to appreciate the work of Israeli rabbis, it, it, that's really one of the most important things, you know, because it is 
Um, it is a, a big challenge, but it's a wonderful challenge. Um, they are so, doing, we are doing important work. So Steve, our producer is gonna post the, um, the link. What's, if somebody wants to contact with you, uh, what, what email for you, It'll, we'll post it, but what's, what's the just, email? Go it's ahead. just rabbimaram at gmail.com. Rabbi Maram, M-A-R-A-M, uh, at Gmail. It's case sensitive, it, it, or nope. it doesn't matter. Okay. And you'll always accept cash donations, or there's a, there's a way to, to do that through variety. I guess the, the, the link will show us how. The link do. is, I don't know how, I think it's Arta, and it's just uh, you pick um, right, the Arta friends of Maram right. through Arta, and so it's not cash, I think it's, it's a credit. But no, I yeah, that's, that's how I did I'm it. Sorry. I mean, full disclosure. That's you just go click and enter the information and push a, a click and you're done. You're a friend. Yeah. Yes, and choose Maram. Yes, yes, yes. Um, final request. What do you want to tell the American Jewish community? Oh wow. I think um, for me and for for um, for our rabbis. It is crystal clear, I think, through what we're going through uh, in the past few months, that we have, we are sharing a faith. We are together in this as, as, as part of the Jewish people. And I feel it very strongly that we are, you know, interconnected. And um, I have to tell you that I love being like that. It really makes me, I'm very proud to be to be Jewish anyway, always been. Um, but really to feel this connection so, so in intensively. Um, I wish it wouldn't be in the, those, in these circumstances at all. I really wish. But I want us to remember this after this is done, that we are, we are deeply connected. Uh, Rabbi Efrat Rotem, the executive director of Maram, uh, thank you very, very much for giving us your time. Uh, and your passion and your belief and the sharing of faith and community. Uh, we wish you just continue, first of all, health and safety and continued success working with Maram and our congregations in, in Israel. So thank you because you're really, Ephrod, doing blessed work. It's um, especially this time. So feel the embrace and the hug of all of us over here. And hopefully one day, um, We'll be able to sit down and have a cup of coffee and share some stories about all this. Uh, let us let us pray for that day soon, very very soon. Amen. Thank you very much. My honor. Believe me. Take care. To all of you, thank you very very much for joining us on today's edition of Seekers of Meaning, the podcast and TV arm of Jewish Sacred Aging. Um, if you'd like to connect with us, please. Uh, Email me at rabbi address at jewishsacredaging.com. Visit the website, jewishsacredaging.com, and also the Jewish Sacred Aging uh, Facebook page. And again, if you'd like to support our work in these podcasts, uh, on the website, there's a conveniently located donate button. You just click on that and follow those prompts. It's really, really, really easy. And while you're there, go to the arts uh, and do the same thing with Maram. 
Seekers of Meaning is produced at the Broadcast Center of Lubeckin Media in Cherry Hill, New Jersey. And another shout out to our tech genius and producer, Steve Lubeckin. Thank you again for joining us on this very, very important conversation with Maram and Rabbi Rotem. Again, to Daurabah. To all of you, stay safe, stay healthy, and most of all, especially now, be kind to one another. Tada, shalom. <laughs>